Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Martial Arts Meets March Madness Sports Business Podcast, The Sportacast. Don't like it. Don Davis, we ask our guests to review the opening lines of Evan Novi Williams. I mean, he had good energy. I'm going to give him the good energy. March <laughs> Madness. Me, I, 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 I don't know. It's not apparent to me what the hell he's talking about. How, where do you oh, read the opening of I'm Evan Novi Williams? Don knows. Look, every day is a good day for fighting, so I've got to <laughs> give it a 10-point must round for Evan. Look All at right. That. We're going to have a split decision today then. But, Don, <laughs> I have a really important question, and it's, it's not fight. Related. Yeah. We should say, by the way, Don Davis, founder of Professional Fighters League. Uh, but it's not fight related. It's about the other N on your name. Yeah. I get this a lot. Now, luckily, I get it less now that I'm 60 years old than when I was six <laughs> years old. Uh, yep. My mom gave it to me. It's my full name. It's not Donald. It's Don. But I was named after my grandfather by my mom. And she okay. liked the name Don, but didn't like the name Donald. So it's Don, D-O-N-N. That's it. My mom. I love Extra that. Extra N. All right. And did it cause problems all throughout school? Name spelled wrong? Is this no. right? Was yeah, it spelled wrong a lot. Still spelled wrong a lot. Uh, but not too much grief. You know, as grief goes for, you know, a young kid. Yeah. yeah well, there, there are certain people in sports that once I see the name and it registers, like anybody, anytime I see a story, or we write a story about Dwayne Wade. I'm like, everybody, it's D, you know, D-W-Y-A, and get it, get it right. It's not your normal Dwayne. I, Don Davis, I'm immediately double N. Like, it just goes there. When net, we at Sportico should not get this wrong ever, and I don't yeah. think we have. Yeah, and look, it, who would have known I didn't need a stage name? Real name. From Cincinnati, Ohio. Just a regular kid. From Cincinnati. What, what, what can we say about Cincinnati? Joe Burrow, big contract. What, what do yeah, we Joe think Burrow, about the big Bengals? Contract. Yeah, yeah, big red machine. I saw three World Series by the time I was 12. And, you know, those were the heydays. I don't think Eben Novi Williams, if I said David Concepcion, does that mean anything to you, Eben? Look, no. at, look at it. Does that make you cry, Don? No. I know Joe Yeah, Morgan. but he, all, he would know <laughs> Ken Griffey Sr., big yeah. red yeah. machine. Yeah. Joe Morgan. Joe yeah. Morgan, Pete Rose, Johnny. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don, nobody says Joe Morgan in my presence without giving me the batting stance imitation. I know this is audio, but people can see. Give me the, give me the, do it together. <laughs> there it is. Look at us. There we go. <laughs> That's a Sportacast first, guys. Very nice. That's a Sportacast first, but nobody <laughs> says did Joe Morgan without giving me that. I'm a righty. I did it full left I saw. I saw you went lefty. I did too. This was the left elbow. Of course right. you had to do lefty. Yeah, you have to do it right. All right, so Don, what do I need to know about PFL right now? Give me, give me your top line 
What do I need to know? What do fans need to know? If, if they are familiar with your product and yeah. if they are not familiar with the product, what do fans need to know about PFL right now? Yeah, for those who are not MMA fans, PFL is March Madness meets MMA. So it is the only one in combat sports. It's like the sport you love. So if you love the NBA or if you love the NFL, they have a regular season playoff and championship. It's called win in advance, lose and go home. Meritocracy. That's what we built at the PFL. So in the PFL, we start in April. We end in November. A fighter fights four times. And if they keep winning, they become champion. They raise the belt. They get a million-dollar bonus. They lose their first fight. Done for the season. Eat what you kill. That's it. So there is no fake promotion. There is no artificial hype. It is like real sports. So if you've never watched MMA, like I don't watch college basketball, but I watch March Madness because I understand 16 versus one underdogs, journey stories and real stakes of win in advance of everything. That's the PFL. So if you watch MMA, I don't need to tell you because this year we're 50 percent of UFC's audience. What? These are not Don Davis stats. These are Nielsen real numbers. I know you have some other MMA guys on your podcast who love to give their own stats. I give real Nielsen stats. We, we could, by the way, we could have a whole discussion on we having fun discussion. with Nielsen stats. So to me, <laughs> real audience, we do about 400,000 viewers per event on ESPN. UFC does about 800,000 viewers per event on ESPN. What? I've never heard of PFL, most people say. And I've heard that UFC all the time. I see every promotion. That's how exciting our product is. That's how good our fighters are. That's how next gen our production is. That in five years, we already have 50% of the UFC's audience. So if you've never seen it and you're a sport fan, check it out. November 24th, our championship. And if you're already watching it, you know this is a more exciting product than UFC because every fight matters. And there's no artificial BS. I've always felt, Don, like all the combat sports kind of lived and died by the talent and the personality of the stars in that sport at that time. And, and you're making an argument for structure of the sport actually being really important in that as well. How do you think about the, 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 the tournament structure that you're talking about and then the importance of having people like Francis Ngannou, the, the, one of the best fighters yeah, in the world. And de yeah, developing a Connor. Right. And, and having the, how, how important that is, the personalities are to your business. Yeah. So let's, for simplicity, let's look at UFC's 40 fights a year. Because most fans know a UFC, they have 40 fights a year. A handful of those fights, we'll all know the fighters. Hey, I want to see John Jones. Hey, I want to see Conor McGregor. Hey, I wanted to see a Ronda Rousey in her day. So sometimes there's a big pay-per-view fight with a headline fighter that we all know. Fantastic. Okay, those take care of themselves. But those are very few. Hmm. Call them 10% of the fights, a handful of the 40 fights a year. The rest, MMA is a sport where we don't know the names. This isn't like basketball. We don't know the names. It's more like the NFL where you really have to know your team. There's a lot of great, we know quarterbacks, but we don't know a lot of the players unless I'm a Bengals fan. I know every Bengal, 
But, you know, I don't know all the linemen of all the other teams. Can I ask you I something watch, then, Don? You know, can I, I, can I jump in? Stuff. Yeah. Can I jump in then? Just from, from a building a business standpoint, then I would counter with, so you require someone to be a fan of the discipline to tune in. How do you win a casual fan who may not be really into MMA, but eh, casual interest? If it's not superstar, if it's not, if I don't love the discipline, but I'm willing to check it out, how do you convert that person to a diehard fan of PFL? That's great, Scott. And this is where the PFL comes in. This is where I was going on the second thing. The rest of the fights is an exciting fight with great fighters and a cool video product. That's where you win over the rest of the fans. And this is where PFL has grown so fast. So what do I mean by that? 25% of our rosters are ranked in the top 25 of the world. Once again, that's not a Don stat. That's Fight Matrix. They rank everybody, whether in Bellator, UFC, or PFL. So it's the same percentage, 25% of our roster is UFC. So if you tune in PFL Friday on ESPN or UFC Saturday on ESPN, you're actually watching the same quality of fighters. Ours might be ranked number 11 in the world. Theirs might be ranked number 13. Great fighters. You have to have great talent. I don't know their name, but they're great fighters. Number two, I have to have great action. PFL actually has a little bit better action. Why? If that fighter loses, they're done for the year. So you want to talk about stakes, drama, punches, kicks. In 15 minutes, they're either moving on for a million-dollar bonus or we'll next see him in 2024. In the UFC, matchmaking, who knows what's really at stake. Third thing, production. Here's where PFL's really won. UFC hasn't changed the four steady cameras since 1973, you know, when, when boxing was invented. Think of how much we have benefited from the yellow line in football or the, or the pitch box in baseball. We developed at PFL the smart cage. So we show you punch impact. We show you heart rate. We show you a ref cam of knockout. We show you real-time scoring of betting odds, who's winning, who's losing on the screen. So if you're called a sport fan, but you don't really understand how great these athletes are or who's winning and losing or what's going on, we make it easy for you to get in that fight. Effectively, we give you the yellow line of football and we give you the pitch box of baseball, which has never happened before. So that's why our audience has grown so fast. Great fighters, more, more at stake for every fight, some more exciting fights, and cool graphics and next generation production that lets you know what's going on. You don't have to what, be a diehard walk to get it. What's your audience demo? MMA audience demo is the same as PFL. Average age, 35, youngest in all sports, and 18 to 35 is 50% of that audience, about two-thirds male. So why is it so attractive for streaming? That's why. This is ground zero for the audience everybody wants. That's true for UFC. It's true for PFL. How do you reach my focus group of one, which is my 14-year-old? How do, you, how do you reach the next generation of fans? I consider... 12, 13, 14, the next generation. Uh, 18 to 34, I consider them, they're locked in, they're loaded. I understand, you can reach them more traditionally, even though they like the enhancements you're talking about. I don't know, how, how do you reach my kid? Well, at PFL, we're doing two things. One, we have actually taken a different view of distribution in the UFC. We're very broad. We're in linear and streaming and mobile almost everywhere. So we're in 150 countries 
And in every country, we try to do all three forms of distribution. So we're not behind a big paywall like UFC. They're in heavy, heavy monetization mode. So, for example, in India and Africa, which are the two biggest growth markets, I know your kids are not in India and Africa, but to answer the question more broadly, 2% of the people in India and 2% of the people in Africa could see UFC because it's behind a double paywall. 50% of the people in Indian Africa can see PFL. So we've gone very broad with our distribution. That's answer one. Answer two is we've gamified our experience. So we give them a lot of cool stuff. So we do something called the PFL AI scoring. We have a computer score the event. After every round, we show you what the computer scored. Very cool gamification. It's actually 100% accurate. So what do you want to do most of the time when you want to argue with your friends after each round? Hey, Evan, who won that round? No, they won that round. We'll show you the computer said it was a you know 189 round after that round. So we give gamification in the fight. Very important for the young demo. Scott, I would bet that if you asked your son to name some professional fighters, I bet Jake Paul's name would come up pretty soon in yeah, I that. Think you would. I think you're right. Uh, recent signing for, for PFL, Don. G- give me your yep, thoughts yep. on Jake five years ago was a YouTube sensation, has become a boxer, and now something more. What, what do you see in what he's done? And I'm sure there's business lessons you think of about the, the way in which very quickly he and his brother have cracked a, a Where's whole he new ranked? sport. Give me, give me a ranking on Jake Paul. Where's he ranked? So it's interesting. I'll I'll say two things about Jake. If you haven't seen the Netflix documentary on Jake, it's only an hour. If everyone, all kids think, hey, I'm going to be an influencer because it's easy work. You want to see how hard that guy works? Go ahead and watch that hour documentary. He is working 15, 16 hours a day of easy work right? to, to build. He has a current social media platform bigger than the UFC himself. Mm. Think of that. 85 million active followers, Jake Paul loved. But what he really does is authenticity. He posts himself. He writes himself. He creates himself. Too many people, Mr. Beast is the same. What this generation wants is, I don't want a, I don't want a corporate monolith spitting out stuff. I want people telling me things that are real. So Jake is vulnerable. Jake can be vulgar. Jake can be hurt. Jake can be boastful. Jake can be sad. And Jake can be on the top of the world. He gives you what he's really feeling. Now, when you turn to him as a a fighter, Scott, to your question, I'll answer what Tyson's, Fury's, and Tommy Fury's dad said. Thank God for for Jake Paul or my son wouldn't have this payday. He goes, there are so many good fighters who can't get anybody paid. And he's getting my son paid. It's the, John, it's the John Skipper approach. Just get me eyeballs. I'll figure out how to monetize. Correct. So to me, um, look, Conor McGregor, he's not a top 25. He might not be a top 50 fighter today. Fans don't care. You got to be good enough and you better fight damn hard. Well, Jake Paul, I put in that same category as Conor McGregor. Good enough and fights damn hard. But... Is he, is, is he or Conor McGregor in the top 25 or top 50 in the world today of everyone? Probably not. Hey, listen, it's a meritocracy, Tom. We talked about it. F- fans want to see what fans want to see. Rank, rankings aside, I totally agree. If It doesn't matter. If people show up and they want to you know, fork over their hard-earned cash to watch this guy for whatever reason, it, it almost has, I think, a little bit of Howard Stern. 
Half the audience loved him. Half the audience hated him. Uh, and I, I know I'm going to be crazy here. Half the audience wanted to see what he would say next. I don't I think with Jake, it's probably the same thing. Half love him and half want to see him get his brains beaten in. But it doesn't matter as long as they're tuning in. But it's, I'll tell you, he is, he is training as hard or harder than anybody. And he's more serious than anybody I've met. You know, in terms of, you know, wanting to make a mark. And that's us at PFL. Look, we're entrepreneurs who are dead serious about growing the sport and being serious and fighter first. And you want to know somebody who cares about advancing the sport and making a fighter first path for the athletes? That's Jake Paul. Don, let's shift to, to, to the cap table and the business a little bit. Scott and I were looking before we came on at, at PFL Investors. Uh, it is essentially a, a, a who's who of people in our world in very different disciplines. You have sovereign wealth and surge sports and, and the Saudi PIF fund. You have private equity and Aries. You have traditional sports team owners, Ted Leonsis and David Blitzer. There's celebrities like Kevin Hart. There's tech billionaires like Brandon Beck. How is that intentional of you? How do you think about when you're looking to raise money, where it is you want to get it from and who provides what kind of value to the PFL business? Yes, 100% intentional for the reasons you can imagine. When you're building a new sports league, there are very few sports leagues that ever get built. You want to have all the help and all the expertise you can get. So look, I'm 60 years old. I built dozens of companies and invested in 60 or 70 more. So what I've learned is having the best investors who can connect and help you is important. So everybody I sought out who I thought could help us. So it's a privilege to have these people involved, not just have their money. Full stop. This, yeah, this second, is happening in traditional sports, by the way, where when people are looking to raise money, it's not just the how much can you bring because the capital is the capital. It's correct. what are the synergies? What are your other expertises? How correct. do you help us on, on, in the bigger picture? But the second thing is in most traditional sports – the business model is hardened, right? They've been around 100 years or the decisions are controlled by somebody else called the league or a consortium of 32 owners. Keep in mind with the PFL, we're essentially controlled league. So we control all our IP, all our media rights, all our global expansion and all our decisions centrally. So when we really want to have expertise or help, we think of an idea today, we can execute it tomorrow on a global basis. So that made it extra important for us not to just have marquee names, but industrial strength people around the table. What I think most of these people saw, Evan, the second part of your question is a business model and a growth model that was very different in their portfolio. Hmm. When you think of traditional sports, they're typically U.S. centric based. They're pretty capital heavy and they're pretty mature. MMA global asset light and just starting its growth period as a business. So it's almost like you're building your stock portfolio and your 401k. You want to have high growth, global, and, and, and call it um, different behavior of a business model in your sports and media portfolio. Now, you want to reallocate your, your 401k, though, as your timeline changes to retirement. Does that work for your business cycle as well? Is there a reallocation or no, you're still, you can go with an original plan no matter whether it's early, middle, or, or mature? Yeah, I think it, it definitely helps. And look, I'll broaden this MMA. It's not just PFL. So when you look at UFC or PFL, what people misunderstand is, remember that growth business curve we all got in business school, which we kind of only understood 20 years later? You have high growth, maturity, and decline. And this is true for every business, whether it's a salad company or whether it's sports. And 
MMA as a business is only 25 years old. The NBA is 78 years old. Baseball, 154 years old. Baseball in decline as a business. The NBA is just ending its high growth period. MMA is just starting its high growth period. So MMA as a business today is growing very, very, very fast. UFC, PFL. Baseball, if that was in your portfolio, modest growth, probably decline as a overall revenue pie. So that's just factual things that if you're really looking at investing versus just owning as a steward in your market, you got to be cognizant of. Were you in on Sweetgreen also? Is that why you went for the salad business? I know Ted's uh, in, in on Sweetgreen. In, in Revolution, there too? we were the founding investor of Sweetgreen and Cava. Yep. I'm proud of both those, yes. Yeah, I think my wife single-handedly keeps you guys where you want to be. <laughs> yes. They just yes. opened one in Montclair, New Jersey, and I got to tell you, the requests come uh, just, just too often for me. Yes, my partners and I did both those. Great companies. <laughs> Don, the, the, the Middle East, it seems like it is becoming a bigger and bigger player in fight sports. The PIF invested in PFL, the, the UFC, WWE tie-up obviously has, has ties to Saudi Arabia. Qatar has invested in one. Um, there's a lot of geopolitical uh, events happening right now in the Middle East, the, the war in Israel. How much do you think that affects, if it continues long-term, uh, opportunities and partnerships that, that, that companies like yours may have in the Middle East? Yeah, look, I, I, saw, I sought out PIF. I needed to have the best global investor. MMA is a global sport. PFL has huge global in, in, uh, ambitions. We had the best U.S. investors, as you guys pointed out earlier. We needed the best global investors. Very fortunate, um, given their network, uh, to be able to have them as, as, as investors. I would say two things about the Mideast. One, in terms of sports, I think they will be um, you know, the biggest, most impactful investors as sports goes more global. Obviously, streaming global, that's changing everything in the media market. And the media market drives sports. So I think you'll see them invest more and more um, broadly in sports. It's just starting very, very, very early. Two, as hosts of sports, the Middle East is the new Vegas. Vegas in the 60s, 70s, and 80s was everything in combat sports and even other sports. Mideast is the new Vegas. You will see every big fight happen in the Mideast. Um, that is where not only the money is, but the desire to host these mega events, mega events. So I think you will see it both ways as an investor in major properties. And those major properties, I believe, will be soccer, MMA and basketball, because those are the three only global sports. And I think the hosting will also follow global sports where they believe they can have the most financial return and the most impact on the people in KSA in the region. Go ahead, Scott. I'm thinking, could there be, is, is there a, a possibility of a retrenchment because of geopolitical strife? I don't believe so. I think, you know, sports tends to rise above geopolitics. Um, it does so in our country. It does so, tends to do so globally. Occasionally have hiccups around this or that country in the Olympics. But more and more people are trying to say, let's not penalize athletes. Let's not penalize fans. Um, let's look past points of time and let's use sport as a unifier, not a divider. So I think there'll continue to be, you know, perhaps, you know, turbulence and small events. But I think if you look at a 10 to 20 year horizon, sports will be a unifier. Sports will be global and the fans and the athletes will be put ahead of blips. So what do you do with the capital? Uh, you, you mentioned... Uh, your centralized league, you can you can be a little bit more nimble than some of the others. But you know the NFL, we talk about it. NFL teams as one of NFL proper, you know, thirty-two equity. They're investors. 
They'll take equity in a company, take flyers. Uh, there's real estate, there's media, there's tech. What does Don Davis see as the opportunity for PFL as an investor with some of this capital? There's two big areas we're investing in. One, athletes. No surprise. The best talent always wins in sports. Francis Nagano, Jake Paul, those are the two biggest pay-per-view events for 2024 people want to see. They're both at PFL. Think of that. This little company that was nowhere a couple of years ago. Not UFC, but PFL will have the biggest pay-per-view events in 2024. So we want to build the biggest events that people want to see. So we'll continue to recruit talent. The second area I find even more interesting are international regional leagues. We launched PFL Europe this year. They're all European fighters. They're all held in Europe. They're all primetime Europe. So those 650 million MMA fans that we all talked about, 85% are not in the U.S. So it's the same overlap of soccer. The 3 billion soccer fans, 85% are not in the U.S. That's why there's 12 soccer leagues in the world. Remember, MLS, that we all go, woo, that's the 12th soccer league by quality in size. There are 11 bigger soccer leagues in the world. We want to be the Champions League of MMA, to borrow the soccer term. So we're launching PFL Mideast in the first quarter of 2024. All Mideast fighters, all held in the Mideast, all primetime in the Mideast. We are launching PFL Africa, first quarter of 2025. All African fighters, all held in Africa, all broadcast primetime Africa. And we will also roll out Australia, Mexico, and India in the following years. Why that is so I was, I was waiting for the India. I was waiting for the India. Everybody the tells India. me the opportunities available in India. Yes. So why that's so important is to borrow a term from all my technology company building and investing is network effects. So if you're a fighter and you're growing up, you want to move to PFL Africa because you now have the broadest distribution of your brand, the most opportunity to advance to become PFL champion of Africa, the best development for your fighting with those coaches. And if you win PFL Africa, you automatically go to PFL Global. So it's the first system for fighters. Now, if your fans, regardless of where you are, you can start to follow PFL Africa, PFL India, PFL Mideast, and those champions will all fight one another. So we now have benefits, brand benefits, audience benefits, fighters in the first ever Champions League of MMA. UFC has a much parochial backward vision of MMA. We'll export one event a year to different territories. We'll take the circus on the road. That's a U.S.-centric view. That's a 20-year-old view of the world and the fans and the media. So PFL Global will still have the biggest fighters, the biggest purses, the biggest distribution, but all these regional leagues will start to engage fighters, engage fans where they're at. That's the second place we're investing not just capital, but a ton of strategic time and hiring the best people and the best fighters locally. And the success point, last Sunday, PFL Paris, Mbappe is in the front row watching Cedric Dumbay, and everybody on Twitter and Instagram said it was the best fight in the last three months. So now if Mbappe puts something on if, if Mbappe puts something out on his Instagram, I can tell you my son knows about it. You ask him. That that I Mbappe can tell you. Mbappe put sure. out last week Cedric Dumbay, PFL Paris, and he's in the front row. We didn't pay him. We didn't call him. He called us. Cedric Dumbay at PFL Europe is his favorite fighter. It's crazy. Hey, Don, so I'm going to do my Creston. Yeah. Uh, you, this you, is about you and I are the same age. Remember Creston? 
Remember when when I uh, love Kreskin and yeah, Johnny so Carson. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do Johnny my Kreskin Carson. here because yeah. Yeah, Novi Williams and I like we've been doing this a long time, and I can see him. I can see in his eyes. I can see it's almost time oh, for boy. him because you said the B word earlier, and he hasn't brought it up. And you brought. We're talking about capital. With that comes the possible consolidation of leagues, and I can see him just frothing at the mouth. So I'm going to tee him up because I don't want to steal his thunder. Eben Novi Williams, <laughs> was this the right time? Is this where you were about to really probe Don Dub, Double N Don Davis Kreskin? Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Is this where you? We're going to ask about the B word. It, it is, is, it is this is the time? Exactly, yeah. For M- I M- knew M-N-A, it. not M-N-A. 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 There you go. Uh, go for it. Yeah, Don, There's heard some rumors and also seen some reports about PFL looking at potentially acquiring Bellator, another rival MMA promotion. Um, wh- where do those stand? Is that accurate? Is that true? What, what can you tell us about those talks? As you would suspect, I wouldn't comment on anything that may or may not be happening in the market. But what I would say is this. Um, In the world of consolidation, we would have no interest in brand, business, distribution of any other company. PFL already has secured brand, business, and distribution. Number two to UFC, locked. Hard locked. Can't do any better. Can't improve. What would be interesting is athlete talent. There's great athlete talent, lots of places. UFC wouldn't want you to think this because they want you to think they're the NFL and they got everybody. Ain't true. Great athlete talent elsewhere. We sign them, call it one, two, three at a time, every four, five, six months. When they become free agents, they like PFL, they come here. If we could acquire bulk talent, That'd be interesting, hypothetically. So I think if we were going to do any kind of acquisitions, it would be of companies that had really good talent that we could acquire in bulk. That would be interesting. How does your athlete compensation compare to some of the That was going to be my question, Eben. Kreskin, look at that. Hey, Kreskin, (laughs) there you go. Um, So it's interesting. I'll give you guys a quick primer, really, for for your audience, um, because we can demystify this. The average fighter pay at UFC or PFL per fight is 100,000 a fight. So that's true at UFC or PFL, every time an average fighter. Now it could be as low as 25,000, as high as 500,000. So this is non-pay-per-view. If you tune on TV, this is the highest, highest, highest level. So we pay the same as UFC pays per fight, give or take you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. The big benefit at PFL is you get more fights Right, you typically average between two and a half and three fights a year, and you know when those fights are happening. So you have more predictability with us, just like you're a regular athlete. And the big, big, big thing is if you win the championship, you get a $1 million bonus every year on top of that. So think of it this way. What if Kyrie Irving in game seven of the NBA finals was playing for a half a billion dollars, $500 million? That's 10 times his annual salary. These fighters are fighting for 10 times their average annual salary on November 24th of the PFL championship. And we've awarded 30 $1 million checks, which is more than the UFC's done in 30 years. So the bonus money you get by becoming a champion, and there's only 12 people in each weight class. And you think if you're a fighter, you're so confident, you think six of them are schmoes. You think six of them are, you know, like when you used to walk into... You know, English class, you think half the class is an idiot. 
So you're only competing against half. So think of this as in that terms, if you average 100,000 a fight and your bonus is a million by becoming champion, Kyrie's got the ball with seven seconds left for a half a billion dollars. That's the drama and the upside in the PFL. I'm fascinated by one thing. Why in name did you pick Kyrie Irving in that in that situation? Well, he's Kyrie known Irving. to maybe not uh, maybe known not to give it his all at times, and so yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd give it his all for a half a bill. Got it. Okay. Okay. I can get a good fourth quarter out of Kyrie if he's got half a bill on the line. Got it. Got it. And by the way, we figured it out. We have solved the puzzle, Novi Williams. The second N stands for no comment. Mm. Oh. <laughs> there we go. You know, I, 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 now, now we know. Now we know. All Don, right. always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, Novi Novi, you know I'm not the hugest MMA fan. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. But I love, and you know this, I love my David Stern basketball without borders, global approach. And uh, did you get the notion again? Everything was a comparison to UFC. Yeah, it's, view, it's, everything. Was, everything is UFC. This we have every UFC. Us, us, uh, and that's okay. I mean, I get it. And, and he doesn't shy away from more half the audience, half. It, but hopefully, it's, adding more. If he's, yeah, right. It was one of my big takeaways that that a lot of people in that position, I think, would like wouldn't say the UFC shy, name, shy away right? from it. Like, I'm with those you. other companies, those other those other yep. promotions, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. He is very much not that person. Uh, he's got a very clear vision of what this company is going to do and, and look like in in five to ten years. I think that's great. I also thought that the fact that again in a sport that does seem so athlete and personality driven, that the thing he's hammering home is the structure of what he's doing and how that gets the most out of athletes, ones that you haven't even heard of, um, I think is actually a really interesting pitch. So I was surprised to hear him talk so much about that. But but that is clear that they they see an advantage in in the structure of what they're doing, not just all the other stuff. I don't know if I'm a big name guy. I'm like, wouldn't I want to just fight one big fight for a lot of money? What if I lose in the first round? And, you know, I, and then I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the truth may be that if you are literally the best fighter in the world, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, UFC yeah. is the best place. But if you're somewhere in the middle, maybe maybe PFL is, yeah, that's only one person, is, is right. the better spot. Yeah, well, yep. thank you to, to, to Don Davis. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He's the founder, chairman, and co-owner of PFL. He's on Twitter at Don, G-O-N-N, Davis, guest handle. PFL. Guest, guest handle. Uh, <laughs> that, that man right there is Scott Soshnick. He is on Twitter at Soshnick. <laughs> the interrupter is. I am Eben Novi Williams on Twitter at Novi underscore. <laughs> Williams. Hate the underscore. Hate it. The show is produced by Aaron Greenewald. Shout out to Aaron. Thank you for everything you do. Sportico's digital media editor, Cora Veltman, would like you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.